0: I think we're probably good now. Okay. Okay, so um, I guess let's get started. If you can't hear me for any reason, just let me know. Okay. Um, so I just wanted to, I guess, start uh, by asking what you don't want to talk about.
1: <laughs> what I don't want to talk about?
0: Yeah, like... Uh, I personally don't want to talk about religion or politics. Okay. Um and probably I don't want to talk about um like family things too much. Okay. And by family things I mean like extended family things. Like obviously the whole point of this thing is that we're siblings. Right. So we kind of have to talk about that. <laughs> right. Um, no, let's
1: just keep up a charade and and not ever reveal that at all.
0: Oh, uh, okay, yeah, I'll go back and edit that out.
1: <laughs> okay, we'll have to change our name, though, right? Or our uh, phone number or something?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> okay. So... <laughs> Okay, so is there anything besides religion or politics that you don't want to talk about? Like, okay, occasionally maybe we can talk about something political, but I don't want it to be, like, a political thing.
1: Right. No, I don't either, because I don't know enough, and I would sound really stupid. Um, yeah, and
0: it's one of those things where, like, the only people that are really going to listen to this are our friends and maybe family. Right. Um, like, I don't think Dad will probably ever listen to this. <laughs> probably not. Um. Mom's gonna listen to it, and she, well, she probably will. Um, no, and she, she will. <laughs> and she has the same political views as we do, so that's not really an issue. But um, I just don't want the show to be about politics, even though okay. even though I care about politics. Um, but like you said, I'm not really as well versed in it as you know somebody should be if they're gonna do a show about it.
1: Right. Exactly. Um uh i don't know that there's anything other than those things that i don't want to talk about um
0: okay let me um let me throw this one out there okay uh how about you and your baby
1: (laughs) do i want to talk about that
0: (laughs) well okay not right at this moment but i mean (laughs) what if it comes up on the show would you be willing to talk about that
1: uh yeah i'd be willing to talk about it um Everyone else wants to talk about it with me, but, um, so so
0: this sort of introduces like a layer of separation, um, where you can kind of talk about the things you want to talk about. And then anytime they ask you a question, you can just say, you can listen to my podcast.
1: Yeah, I'll do that.
0: Yeah. And then, um, maybe we'll even like have a website or something where we say, if you want to listen to Melanie talk about her baby, (laughs) um, you know, download this MP3 file Seek to uh, five minutes and thirty three seconds, and uh, listen for the next two minutes. Yeah. Except yeah, um, I'll probably be too lazy to do that. So <laughs> you could just say, "Listen to my podcast."
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Uh. I'd be willing to talk about that. Uh. I don't want to talk about like shellfish. I guess because I don't know. I don't eat shellfish, <laughs> <laughs> so. I probably wouldn't have a whole lot to say about
0: that. So before you go too far, you know, in talking about things that you don't want to talk about, (laughs) um, you know, one of the things that's probably going to be a theme of this show is your uh, self-described super tasting ability. So so I don't want to, uh, you know, just limit our discussion to (laughs) non-shellfish. If, you know, for some reason you eat a shrimp or something, Right. And you want to talk about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I went to Paisano's, I probably would eat a shrimp. And yeah, I might want so to talk about go. that. So I guess that's true. <laughs> All um, right.
0: I was thinking along the same lines. I don't really want to talk about philosophy. But then I thought about it again. And I kind of do, even though I'm not really well, well-versed well in philosophy.
1: Let's just talk about a lot of things that we only know a little bit about. and uh, And people will think that we know... Well, before they listen to it, they'll think we know a lot about it, and then they'll be really disappointed.
0: And so it'll be kind of a, we make an ass out of ourselves thing.
1: Yeah. And disappoint people constantly.
0: Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> um, yeah, let's do that. Uh, okay. <laughs> we could probably start um, by doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's going to disappoint a lot of people. <laughs>
1: yeah
0: Um, okay so we know the things we're not going to talk about politics and religion
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, if something happens to sneak in like uh, let's say some guy predicts the apocalypse again and it -hmm. doesn't happen um, yeah that's fair game I just don't want to talk about our own personal religious or political beliefs
1: yeah absolutely
0: okay Let's move on to the, the next topic that I have in this outline. How uh, many that, topics are there? Um, there's enough. Okay. <laughs> uh, and we don't have to strictly stick to this. It's this just kind of, a um, for starters, getting some base things out of the way, like right. what are we going to talk about? Uh, or more specifically, what aren't we going to talk about? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are a couple of things on here for, let's say the conversation stagnates a little bit and we need something to talk about.
1: All right.
0: Okay. So, um, next, uh, order of business is who do you think this podcast is for? We kind of talked about that a little bit.
1: Um, well, mom, obviously. Um, and I plan to probably play it on a loop for the dog. Um, (laughs) other than than that, I'm not real sure.
0: You know, that's a really good idea. Um, (laughs) Because I, sometimes I worry that uh, the dogs and the cats um, at our house get really sad and lonely mm-hmm. when I'm away. Um, my dogs and cats don't really know you as well as Rory knows me.
1: Yeah, when she hears your um, voice, I think she'll be excited.
0: Yeah, so there should probably just be like maybe a five-minute uh, segment of the show where I talk to your dog.
1: <laughs> she would love that. That's perfect.
0: Yeah, so uh, Rory... Um, you're allowed to be on the couch, I think. I don't know about the new couches, but you're probably allowed to be on the couch. So you're not not—you're uh, not a bad dog. You're a good dog. And when your mommy comes home, she's going to give you a big old hug. <laughs>
1: hey, uh, also tell her not to lock herself in the bathroom when it rains.
0: Um, Rory, you're a dog, and you're not supposed to be able to lock yourself in things. Because you lack opposable thumbs.
1: Uh-huh. And then she looks really pathetic when I have to let her out, and we have no idea how long she's been in there.
0: Um, have you thought about, like, child safety locks, but like <laughs> the opposite of child safety locks, where you uh, you can't close things?
1: Um, I, I mean, know, that's, that's going to be a
0: problem when you actually have a baby. Yeah, um,
1: that's probably true.
0: Because you're probably uh, going to think that having a baby... You're going to care more about your baby's safety than your dog's safety, right? Uh, at least for the first, you know, year or two.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know. Babies don't really lock themselves in things when they're little, right? Or do they?
0: Um. Well, okay. So, so you're saying the reverse child safety lock might work, um, <laughs> because if the baby can't lock itself in something it will be safe. Uh, like, it could, like it could get in the cabinets, you know, and swim around and <laughs> all those chemicals under there.
1: <laughs> right. Uh,
0: but as long as it can't shut the cabinet door and like maybe get confused and scared. Yeah. Um, that would be fine.
1: Yeah. I mean, I figure it's like you throw a baby in a pool and it swims, right?
0: Like, um, um, I think that's, <laughs> I think that's witches. <laughs> You throw a witch in a pool, and if it (laughs) swims, it's a witch. Right. And if it sinks... um,
1: Something else. Yeah. What is it
0: if it sinks? uh, Not a witch, uh, but still dead.
1: Right. Yes. Well, I mean, but if you, like, put a baby... Okay, it won't swim. But if you, like, put a baby in water, it'll hold its breath if it goes under. Like, babies just do that. Right?
0: Um... Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, like, should be the first thing I try when um, we have a baby. <laughs> okay, so... I mean, when a baby is in the womb, it's basically in water, right? Yeah. Um Do you think it's holding its breath the whole time because it doesn't have to breathe?
1: Uh, no, but it's it's a... Like, babies have... It's a natural reaction that they... Well,
0: yeah, but that's, like, once, uh, once it learns to breathe on its own. Like, what if you were to, you know, give birth in your bathtub... Um, and then you just kind of left the baby underwater for a while. <laughs> well uh like it probably wouldn't hold its breath, right?
1: Um uh no well I don't know.
0: I mean mm-hmm. I guess maybe once you cut the umbilical cord. See I don't I don't really know uh <laughs> what causes a baby to take its first breath of air. It's not just the birth, right? It's not like, you know, I'm not in a womb anymore. I better start breathing. It's probably more like I'm not in a womb anymore, and somebody cut my life support. Uh huh. And a doctor's holding me upside down, and he spanked me on the ass.
1: Well, now I should start breathing. Do you think that babies get oxygen through their umbilical cord?
0: Uh, (laughs)
1: because I don't know. Is that is that not a given? (laughs) Well, is this up for debate? (laughs) Um. You know, I probably need to read more books on this, but um I don't know what, what to I
0: expect don't... when you don't know how your baby gets its <laughs> oxygen.
1: I mean, uh, I don't know. That's that's something, you know.
0: Like I mean, maybe your baby has gills, um you know, and then they close up right when it gets birthed. <laughs> I'm
1: pretty sure it's so it just how it kind works.
0: of like you have to kind of jostle around a little bit to make sure that the amniotic fluid doesn't get too stagnant. Um, uh-huh. you know, mix some oxygen into it. Uh,
1: uh-huh.
0: um, you know, wash that water over your baby's gills.
1: <laughs> like a shark.
0: Yeah. You know, you know how a shark always has to be moving. Um, yeah. Even when it's sleeping, uh, your baby's kind of the same way. Uh,
1: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> you always have to, you know, you should probably just, uh, do a bunch of like somersaults. Um, you know, maybe do a little bit of cardio kickboxing,
1: Uh, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Well, Uh, what if I, what if I swim, I'm swimming and the baby is also, you know, kind of swimming in there. So it's like double, double swimming.
0: Oh, I see. So you're swimming. Yeah. And your baby is swimming inside you. Yes. That's very, uh, meta. Yeah. Um, it's like Swim sca- uh, Squared. Yes. Swim Squared. Swim swim Two. Yes. I think is what we call that. Uh-huh. That's what, that's what doctors call it.
1: Well, and it makes sense because you're swimming for two. So, Swim swimming, yeah.
0: swimming for two. Yes. Do you have to, like, um, you know, shove some water wings in there <laughs> to make sure your baby doesn't drown? Or is uh, it okay because of the gills?
1: Well, I guess it's okay because of the gills. I mean, uh... You know, it just kind of doesn't have any other options. just got to chill out in there. So, I it mean, just it, has to be like shark-like. It, yeah, I mean, like, you know, floaties, it would just go to the top of the uterus, and then it would be, like, sort of stuck there. Yeah, it'd probably um,
0: just, um, I don't know, probably uh, crowd your baby to death. Yeah, put maybe. If you floaties in there.
1: Probably. There's not a whole lot of extra space in there, so... I'm not entirely sure about the transportation method of the floaties getting to the baby either, so that could be a problem.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, you could probably do something where, like, uh, it's maybe not inflated until it gets in the womb, and then you have (laughs) some sort of, like, bicycle pump that attaches.
1: (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. That would be a sight to see, me pumping
0: um,
1: (laughs) in utero floaties with a... (laughs) <laughs> the
0: bicycle pump. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, what were we talking about? <laughs> well, um, my
1: my point about the uh, the baby, you know, you throw it in water and it it can breathe or it can swim or whatever. Um, my point was that, you know, if it can get into a cabinet with chemicals, um, I feel like it's it's innate reaction. If you know, say it, say it pulled the door as closed as the door would go, uh-huh. um, and then it was uh, like, you know um suffocating because of chemicals um you know because like you can never get when you use like 409 you can never actually get that little cap to screw on without it leaking like out the front or whatever so you know there's probably like fumes in there and i figure it's like throwing the baby in water the baby will sort of just like push the door open and fall out you know once it's been fumigated too much
0: like maybe it'll just uh hold its breath And it'll be kind of standing there, holding its breath, like, man, this is really bad. And then Uh maybe it'll just pass out and, like, knock the door open.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, then it'll be totally fine.
0: Yeah, and then, you know, the dog will come and then lock itself in the cabinet.
1: (laughs) Yeah, if she could fit. Uh,
0: Okay, I think we were talking about who this podcast is for. Yes. And then we started talking about um, reverse baby locks. Yes. So... You think that this podcast is for our mom, Mm -hmm. um, and Rory,
1: Mm uh,
0: anybody else? Like people who ask about your baby, obviously.
1: Sure. Um, no, I don't have a lot of friends, so.
0: Yeah, me either. And I don't really have a lot of friends that would want (laughs) to, you know, listen to, uh, listen to a podcast about me and my sister. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I'll probably, you know, post things on Facebook, but I'm not going to, like, trap somebody in a room and force them to listen to it. So I'm not going to be able to guarantee an audience outside of Rory and our mom. Sure. Um, Well, this is really... uh, Probably going to screw up my plans for um, having a call-in line. <laughs> um, Mom will call in. Well, yeah, she'll call in, and it'll be fun for us, and it'll be probably fun for her right. um, in that she will hear her voice, and then she'll hear us commenting about it. And it'll mm-hmm. be this kind of weird asynchronous thing where she <laughs> says something, and then, like, a week later, we comment about it
1: right we'll just like we won't we'll never communicate directly with her ever again we'll just um force her to call um a a separate phone number and then we will respond via the internet um and she'll she'll only get to hear hear her voice
0: she'll she'll call us later and be like did you get my message and we'll be like yeah we actually recorded a podcast uh replying to it uh, but we haven't put it up yet so you'll probably have to wait till tomorrow (laughs) Uh, And then you can download it and listen to it on your... I mean, do you have an iPod, Mom? (laughs) Uh, Or can you just... I mean, you can click on the link, and I'm sure your web browser will play it. Yeah. Uh, But that's pretty much the only thing that I'm going to say to Mom from here on out.
1: Well, uh, I could require that my my 26 students uh, listen and call in to our podcast.
0: Okay. Uh, So does that imply that we're going to talk about uh, things that you might be teaching?
1: uh sure yeah we could
0: okay um let me write that down (laughs) talk about things melanie is teaching
1: yeah
0: we don't have to do this today just you know for the future right Okay. well, That was kind of a, I think they call that in the business, a pregnant pause. (laughs) Um, because the person on the other line is, is pregnant. (laughs) I think that's why they call it that.
1: That, uh, Yeah, I think that's right.
0: Um, okay, let's move on. Uh, we know that this podcast is going to be for, uh, two other people and potentially 26 more people, uh, Uh because you're going to force your, uh, students to listen to this. Um, also, I think that uh, I think that you're funny, and I think that I'm funny, and I'm pretty sure you think that you're funny, <laughs> and I'm fairly certain that you think I'm funny. Uh-huh. So that means that four people already like us.
1: <laughs> We're on a roll.
0: Yeah, I think that math checks out.
1: I'm pretty sure it and, does. Um,
0: okay, so let's move on. Let's actually start this podcast. Okay. Uh, 20 minutes into it. Sorry, that was my mic hitting my desk. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, a game that I've been playing um, okay. for the past, uh, I don't know, a month or so. It's called uh, Skyrim. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of that. I don't know if Josh plays that or not. I've heard of it. Okay. It's basically a game where it takes place in kind of an alternate uh, medieval universe where magic is a real thing um, but I really just want to talk about a like one specific part that I think is brilliant uh, okay. but also it's it's kind of simultaneously the the best and worst part of this game and so what it is is you can uh, get a bow like a bow and arrow mm-hmm. um, and when you when you shoot an enemy uh, well let me back up a little bit the enemies in this game are humans, or uh, wolves, or bears, or zombies, or whatever. Um, okay. When you kill them, they become uh, basically treasure chests. Uh, you can go and inspect their body, and you can take like whatever gold or equipment or clothes <laughs> or whatever it is that they okay. had on them. Okay. Um, so anytime you kill somebody, you're basically going up to a deceased treasure chest uh, that's usually full of things that you don't want, but you pick it up anyway because um, you're sort of compulsive that way. Uh Uh, Okay, so let me talk about what bows do to this. So um, part of the game, like you can play the game in sort of three different ways. You can either be sneaky, and that is like bows and sneaking up on guys and stabbing them with, uh, with like a dagger, Uh, Uh, there's another way, uh, where you're kind of like the warrior where you've got like a shield and a big sword. And then the other way is you kind of shoot magic at people.
1: (laughs) Is that a euphemism? Uh,
0: yes, but I don't know for what. Okay. Um, so when you play the sneaky way uh, and you shoot somebody with a bow, There's sort of like these skills you can pick up, and one of them is you do three times the amount of damage that you normally do if the person doesn't see you. I don't know why that works, but in the game world it works. So normally when you shoot somebody and you sneak up on them, uh, they die in one hit. Mm -hmm. Um, Now the cool thing is you shoot somebody with an arrow, and you go and inspect their body. Like I said, it's basically a treasure chest. What what the best thing that happens in this game is when you go and inspect their body and you find your arrow, <laughs> meaning, like the- yeah. So you shoot them, like you maybe you shot them like thirteen times, and right? you go and you open up their treasure chest body, and there's thirteen <laughs> arrows sitting in there. So you get all your arrows back.
1: Uh huh.
0: Um, which brings me to the worst thing that happens in this game, and that is sometimes. When you go and inspect their treasure chest body, your arrow is not there.
1: What? Yeah. That's a ripoff.
0: And, and you can see it. It's like sticking through their neck or whatever. <laughs> right. Um, or maybe through their thigh. Or maybe they have like 600 arrows sticking out of them because you didn't sneak up on them and they're like really tough. Right, sure. And you go and inspect their body and all there is is like, I don't know, a leather cardigan or something. I don't think that's what they call it in the game. They call it like... Um, uh, Well, actually, let me back up. I don't really know what a cardigan is. <laughs> it's
1: like a little sweater.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, so a warrior probably doesn't wear a cardigan.
1: <laughs> like, an, like an old man's sweater. <laughs> like a warrior in an old man's sweater. Do they wear skirts? Are they like gladiators or no? Um,
0: Some of the people are... So there's like... There's, like, different factions, and they all wear different things. Okay. Um, some of them are, like, bandits, and they'll wear, like, leather armor, mm-hmm. uh, which is, like, um, like a tunic. That's a thing, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a it's thing. It's, like, a, it's, a. it's comparable to, um, a cardigan in that you wear it over your chest.
1: Right, uh-huh. Your
0: torso. Um... And then they have, like, leather gloves and leather boots and, like, a leather helmet. So okay. it's pretty much all leather. Sure. Uh, then there are, like, other enemies that uh, will wear, like, steel armor or glass armor.
1: Glass armor. Uh,
0: yeah, so that's a thing. Like, there's a there's a thing in the game where they kind of explain it. Like, glass armor is one of the best types of things you can get uh, because it's not, like window pane glass it's sort of like a ceramic thing is how they explain it so it's like super strong um but super light
1: Mm, not like steel
0: right yeah steel is just super strong (laughs) right but it's not as strong as this glass for some reason
1: all right sure
0: so anyway i didn't really mean to talk about this game for like five minutes well i I have a question okay
1: uh do you ever find more arrows than the amount that you shot into the person
0: so if you're shooting an archer Uh then yes they will have had a quiver of arrows and uh sometimes you might get the same type of arrow that you shot into them or uh uh, well okay that's kind of thinking about in a weird way like shooting your arrows into a treasure chest it's really you're you're killing the person with the arrow and then they're transforming into a treasure chest when you, when you check them. Right. Uh huh. So you're not really firing it into them. So, but you kind of are,
1: but you never like, you know, like shoot five arrows at a guy and he dies. And then you go and you open up his chest treasure chest and, uh, and you don't find like seven arrows.
0: Um, so that can happen. So that can happen in, in two ways. One way is the guy was carrying some of those arrows. Like he was carrying two Mm -hmm. arrows, And the other way is you can have, like, a companion with you, and they can shoot the guy with arrows.
1: Um,
0: Or maybe his friend was behind him and was trying to shoot you but accidentally shot him in the back. That can happen. Oh, okay. Um, In which case, it's kind of a double bonus thing when you open the the guy's dead body treasure chest and his friend's arrow is in there.
1: Right. Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome, I would imagine.
0: So, anyway, that's all I wanted to talk about Skyrim. All right. Uh, um, is there any kind of uh, entertainment thing that you want to talk about?
1: Um, the probably most recent form of entertainment that I have uh, engaged in would be... Um, Oh, you know what? I played this stupid game on Facebook right before this that I, okay. I play a lot and it's not it's a it's a real waste of time. Um Bomboozle Two.
0: Bomboozle.
1: Yeah. It's one of those games where you have like uh there's like a a screen of multicolored blobby things and uh and you can you know, if if three or more of them are lined up you can explode them. Okay, I so it's,
0: it so it's a match three game.
1: Yes, um, and you know the the longer you go on, you start getting skulls and little um, frozen blobs that you can't you can't get rid of. Um, so yeah, I play that game when I'm uh, usually watching TV or something. But there is one thing about that game that really annoys me. So I had been playing Bomboozle One, and I don't know where that went. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but it got replaced or. Uh, or uh, anyway, I ended up playing Bomboozle 2 more recently and they're, they've added this little um, character guy who stands to the side of the blobbies and um, I don't know if he's like a dog or a no, he's just like a person and he has this like pencil and he sometimes tries to tell you where to point uh, to to explode the blobs. But when you get down to like I don't know, there's only maybe like one one set of three color, one set of three in one color left on your screen and you might die soon. Um, He does this really annoying thing where he, like, grabs his head um, and makes this incredibly worried face (laughs) and, like, starts, like... uh, Well, I don't know if he actually does this, but I always imagine him sort of, like, stamping around, like, oh, my God, you're going to, you know, you're not going to have anything left to explode and you're going to die. But he does it even when you have a lot of bombs on the board. So, like, you know, you've, like, exploded if you explode like five or more you get a bomb and so sometimes i like to let the bombs sort of rack up and then i explode them all at once um but you know say you've got 15 bombs on your board and you have one little set of three left and he's still stamping around like you're gonna die and you're not going to um so i find that sort of annoying
0: so it's kind of a a disconnect for you that this guy is part of the game and yet he kind of sucks at playing the game or knowing yeah, how yeah it like- works
1: He doesn't know anything. Like, if he just looked at all the bombs, he'd be like, dude, you're fine. Plus, you get all these extra little things where you can, like, once you've you've gotten, like, a hundred green ones, you can explode all the skulls on your board.
0: So, So, does he ever get, like, super excited?
1: Yeah, and then he does his little dance and, like, bounces around and stuff. But (laughs) I wish they would just get rid of him. Bomboozle 1 did not have this guy.
0: So, it's kind of, like, uh, clippy for Microsoft Word. Yeah, it's It's kind of, like like... He's like, oh, no, something bad happened. Here's yeah. an emotion. Um, and really, all you all you want to do is tell him to go away.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. That's not very interesting. But that, that is uh, the last entertaining thing that I did.
0: I want to talk a little bit about uh, portmanteaus. Okay. Um, specifically, the portmanteau of Bomb and Bamboozled.
1: Sure, uh-huh.
0: Is there a bamboozled element to this game?
1: Um, well, what, how would you define bamboozled?
0: So, sort of like, uh, tricked? Okay. Or, um, like somebody stole your money? (laughs) Is that a bamboozle? Uh, Yeah, that
1: sounds right. Like, you know, hey, you're nothing but a bamboozler, you know? Yeah, you're (laughs) nothing but a
0: money stealer, trickster.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, guy, um, <laughs> I uh, I don't know. In the sense that, like, maybe you have to be somewhat clever. I don't know. I mean,
0: oh, so you think maybe you're the bamboozler?
1: Uh, well, that's how I was thinking of it, but possibly not. Perhaps because it's sort of you know like a it's not really a puzzle, but it's puzzling maybe um maybe, the- maybe you're the one being bamboozled i suppose
0: yeah i was gonna say because if you were the one doing the bamboozling maybe they should call it bamboozler <laughs> right. instead of bamboozled
1: <laughs> right yeah sure
0: <laughs> okay uh, <laughs> i think we probably <laughs> exhausted that yeah beat that horse to death um <laughs> Which uh, okay, that sort of brings me to my next topic, and that is the concept of uh overcomplicated jokes <laughs> uh-huh. um, i've been I've been listening to this other podcast called uh, the Humor Authority, mm-hmm. um, which isn't really an authority on humor, it's just kind of a podcast where people talk about humor, not really they're not really trying to be funny, although that usually ends up happening. They're actually trying to talk about what makes a joke funny. Okay. Um, and I'm not really going to talk about anything that they talk about, but that sort of got me thinking about what makes a joke seem funny to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would just want to give you an example. So the other day I posted something on Facebook, um, about, uh, Bill Pullman or Paxton, whatever his name is, the president from Independence Day. Uh, Uh, Pullman. uh, Bill Pullman. And his yes. speech in Independence Day and how great that speech is. Yeah. And I was going to make a joke sort of um, commenting on my own post that was going to say that uh, they should have called that movie The King's Speech.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, and then I was just about to, you know, pull out my phone and start typing it in. And then I realized why that joke... Like, it has some sort of of funny parts to it. Mm -hmm. But here are the reasons why I think that it wasn't going to work. Okay. Um, It's really just one main reason. And that is, uh, it's kind of too clever. Uh If if I can be so bold. (laughs) Um, And what I mean by that is, uh, there's sort of too much going on, right? So, Mm -hmm. I broke this down, and there's sort of four things... That you can sort of construe as funny, okay? Maybe just three things. Let me read these to you. Okay. So the first one is that um, the King's Speech is is an actual real movie, um, right? That I've never seen. <laughs> that I've <laughs> okay. heard is really good, and I think you know it won an Oscar. So comparing Independence Day to the King's Speech, there's some humor in that, right? Sure. Yeah. High. And low. Um, Okay, so the next thing is uh, the president is basically America's king. Mm -hmm. He's the leader of our country. Um, So that's kind of funny, right? Like the king's speech, uh, it's the president giving a speech. Right. Uh, Maybe that's not that funny. Um, And then the last thing is sort of related to that in that on Independence Day, we declared our independence from England which is ruled by a king, that was, like, sort of our chief complaint is that they had a king. Right. So to call it the king's speech. Yeah, so so the problem with it, and I realized, you know, after overanalyzing this for, like, 15 minutes, that (laughs) jokes really aren't funny unless there's, like, one specific funny thing that you can get out of it. Yeah. And maybe it's not like an immediate thing that you get. Like maybe, or maybe it's not even um, like the easy joke. Like the whole we declared independence from England thing is kind of funny, but maybe you don't see it immediately. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But it was just sort of too cluttered with all of these other things. Um, I don't know. Do you have any sort of uh, opinion on what makes a joke funny? Or what makes a joke not funny? Um, well, f- for starters, I want to say that explaining a joke is definitely not funny, right yeah, and and that's what I've done for the past five minutes here.
1: <laughs> um, well,, I tend to think that jokes are funny when they um, when they don't start funny, but you keep trying to make them funny. Um, and so they sort of just sprawl and become absurd. Um, or maybe that's just my humor. Uh, no,
0: I, I think I agree with you on that. I mean, um, for those of us, or for those in the audience who, uh, don't know all 28 um, of you. Yeah. Uh, Melanie and I have slash had probably still have occasionally we posted something, uh, a web comic that, that really Melanie put together. She got some people together. Um, <laughs> Melanie's comic uh, is about food uh, doing people things. (laughs) Hilarious! Um, Yeah. No, it is really funny. I mean, that sort of goes back to your point of, like, making something so absurd that it becomes funny, right? Sure. And then there's also the sort of cleverness of sort of like uh, almost like a punny joke uh, in some of it.
1: Yeah, I guess I pretty much rely on puns almost exclusively for those... (laughs) which you know is one of the highest forms of humor right
0: uh yeah i'd say i'd say a pun is up there um with like uh it's probably like just above the andrew dice clay level of funny
1: (laughs) well as long as i'm above him then that's fine
0: (laughs) uh no i'm kidding i really don't like andrew dice clay Uh Um, but i think that your comic is hilarious
1: well thank you but yours kind of also has a similar kind of sprawling uh, humor to it as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I think that's kind of what what I was going for. So I'm glad that you noticed that. Um, <laughs> that's sort of fulfilling in a way. Uh-huh. Uh, so an interesting thing happened. The same guy that runs this Humor Authority podcast has his own webcomic mm-hmm. um, that's kind of uh, it's certainly way better drawn than my comic is, but it's after reading it, I realized my comic is kind of the same thing. And hearing mm-hmm. him talk about like how he comes up with ideas for his comic sort of made me not want to do mine anymore. <laughs> um, Why? And, and that is so. So here's his his thought process, or for for some of his comics anyway. He basically takes two sort of. Disparate ideas And then pushes them into one thing Uh So like his example was um, Let's say I'm like a coal miner This isn't his exact example Um, Like let's say I'm a coal miner And all of a sudden the coal mine has uh, Closed down And the only job available to me is like five star chef Like what Like how do I get from coal miner to five-star chef uh that's sort of where the comedy comes uh you know in that in that idea right yeah um and then after hearing that it kind of made me think yeah i guess if i thought about it that way thinking of ideas for this comic might be a lot easier Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and then i sort of went down the path of well if it becomes easier i don't know there's sort of like this draw for me where um I really have to think about it, and then once I think of a of a good idea or what I think is a good idea, it's like it's perfect. Sure. Uh, but now I kind of feel like it's cheating
1: <laughs> because it's too easy or something. Or yeah, just...
0: like or or because you're not, not doing
1: like all the legwork of like well, figuring out.
0: Okay, it's a combination of it um, being easier to come up with an idea that way by taking you know two different ideas and shoving them together. Right. Yeah. And the other thing is made me realize that. Uh, maybe my comic is sort of formulaic in that way. Mm. Like, I don't, wanna, I don't want every comic to just be Coal Miner meets Five Star Chef. Right. Which is kind of how I felt with, like, my run of Batman comics. Um, where it was like, Batman meets weird villain that he would never meet in real life. <laughs> uh, right. Which started with uh, Batman meeting somebody named uh, Gossip Queen, went to batman meeting um oprah or harpo Uh and then batman uh basically Mm. spearing um one of those little containers of honey with his bat claw uh
1: he met the angler also right um he didn't
0: actually ever meet the angler Wow, well, right. now I sound really nerdy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's not, that's, not, an that's issue not canon. <laughs> um, right.
0: No, there's an understanding that the Angler and Batman live in the same universe because Gossip Queen was about to talk about uh, the Angler's bent penis in one of right. the comics right before Batman uh, swooped down and kicked him in the face.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Or her, I don't know. I haven't decided if Gossip Queen is a guy or a girl right it It kind of plays like uh like a gay man mm-hmm. also obviously Queen kind of spells that out a little bit, but um, also, all of my female characters have long hair, which now that I think about it seems a little bit sexist,
1: <laughs> um yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, but you know, Batman could be a, a woman in costume. You never know.
0: Uh, yeah, that's true.
1: Like she could, uh, she could either have short hair or she could have it all tucked up in the little uh, ear and eye mask thing that he wears.
0: Yeah, and maybe um, the word "bat" uh, in sonar means woman.
1: <laughs> Possibly.
0: Yeah. So whenever yeah. the bats are talking to each other and they're like bat bat, they're really saying woman. <laughs> Wait,
1: like in real, like like in real life, do you, <laughs> are you saying the bats say their own name? Like they say bat.
0: Uh, no, I'm just saying if they could. If they could, uh, okay. I don't think they actually say the word bat because that would be sort of an amazing discovery. Uh, um, yeah, that would be awesome. But also, I just realized that uh, saying Batman would be saying woman man. <laughs> Well,
1: now you're just, now you're just <laughs> tapping into like transgendered, uh, you know, all of that, that whole area, that whole, uh, you know, that could be a good
0: thing. Tapping into the transgendered, um, sort of, uh, culture. Yeah. Could maybe, um, bring in a new audience for the comic is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. So probably in the next comic that I put out, whenever that's going to be, I'll probably just do like a Batman unveiling where it's a transgendered woman. And then there's probably all the bats that are always flying around him. will just be saying, Batman, Batman. (laughs) And then there'll be some sort of like sonar to English translator somewhere uh, where the text just says woman, man.
1: Yeah. I like it. It's a it's a superhero.
0: Career. Yeah, and it's not uh, you know, overly complicated at all.
1: <laughs> no, not at all.
0: Um since you mentioned the angler, that kind of makes me think of uh what we were just talking about about overcomplicated jokes. Mm-hmm. Like the angler as a as a character is really kind of has that same problem that the King's Speech has, um, in that he's sort of fishing for victims, but also he has an obsession with, like, math angles. Right. And he actually uses, um, like, physical, like, 90-degree angles as his lures.
1: Mm-hmm. And he also may have a crooked penis. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's that as yeah. well.
0: Yeah. Um, but then going back to what you said about like kind of piling on until it becomes absurd and funny,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, maybe just like giving him more sort of weird angle characteristics will just make him funnier.
1: Yeah. I think that's the way you should go with that. Okay. I don't know what else there is to get out of angles, but you know.
0: Yeah. So I was thinking of him just like being in the panel cause he's never actually appeared in the comic. Just people mm-hmm. talking about him. Right. Um, I was just thinking that maybe he would be there and he would just say a bunch of puns. Like, uh, I'm seeing this from a different angle.
1: <laughs> right. Or, or... what are you... What's your angle? Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, <laughs> what other angle puns are there?
0: Um, <laughs>
1: oh, he could misspell hey, angel.
0: what... A cute puppy.
1: A cute, yeah. You are so obtuse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is like what third, fourth grade humor, third yeah. grade humor.
0: Maybe like, don't be such a square, and then like in really small letters, angle. <laughs> is that is that a thing? Square angle? No.
1: Uh, no, like a, well, ninety degree squares do they, have ninety. Degrees. Don't they call that a square angle? Maybe they do. I don't know.
0: Square, they call that a square something.
1: I wouldn't know. Um, I don't enjoy math all that much, so uh, you know. So I can't, I can't know basic things about the world because of my aversion to math. So
0: yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's sort of a sort of a problem, I guess, with being um, you know so English focused. You don't learn the language of uh, the universe. You just learn the language of America
1: yeah uh it would have been helpful to have known more math when i took the gre recently um and saw a circle with like a two legs of a triangle i think they call this an inscribed circle inscribed something okay um and it was like find the angle or something you either had to find the angle of the uh the little inside part of the carrot part of the two legs of the triangle. I don't know the terminology. Um, n- other things that we don't know about that I'm going to talk about. Um, so you either have to find the inside angle or, like, the arc around the circle in the open part. Does that make any sense?
0: Um, I think so. So you're looking at something uh, similar to, like, a Pac-Man? Yeah, yeah, where yeah. Where the angle starts from the center and goes out towards the sides of the circle?
1: Yeah, but then in some cases, and rather than starting in the center of the circle, it starts all the way across the circle,
0: and it doesn't like pass through the center of the circle. It's just sort of it just opens on up the like edges.
1: The, yeah, and so you had to figure out, you know, what the what the angle was.
0: And I'm sure given, they gave
1: you some other piece of information. Yeah,
0: you're probably given like uh, you would have to know, like maybe the circumference of the circle that. Um, the part that's, you know, the part that's like solving outside for. Of them, there, yeah. There's probably some yeah. way of doing it.
1: Surely there is. There was also one with like a pentagram that was inscribed, and I didn't even bother trying to answer that. So you can probably guess how my GRE score turned out. Actually, it was not that bad. But um, I'm pretty sure that in, in Mr. Rich's geometry class in 11th grade or 10th grade, I probably could have learned that. So.
0: Um, when you say a pentagram, you're talking about a circle with an upside down star in it?
1: No, a pentagon. See, I don't even know the terminology. (laughs) Pentagon.
0: I thought that maybe there was like a a (laughs) problem that was related uh, to like witches witches. or, uh, yeah, you know, like maybe summoning somebody from the beyond.
1: (laughs) It was witches math.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, math is very important if you're going to join a Wiccan.
1: (laughs) well yeah is
0: that a thing a wiccan
1: yeah i think you can be a wiccan it's like uh
0: it's like uh i don't know alcoholics anonymous for witches right
1: (laughs) i guess so yeah Well, like
0: you don't want anyone to know you're a witch but there you can sort of be among friends people who are into the same thing
1: yeah i think you just have to like have a candle and something black and they let you in
0: okay do you you have to care about like the earth mother like, do you have to you have know, a basic sort of, um, uh, attraction to the natural world?
1: Uh, I'm not sure.
0: Or is it really just about sort of what you wear?
1: Well, I think there's probably, like, trendy Wiccans, and then there's, like, serious Wiccans. it's,
0: so like, hipster witches. Yeah. Or hipstitches.
1: <laughs> yes. Um...
0: Or whipsters.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right yeah and they probably just like the clothes you know um but not to like they offend...
0: actually go to the the wiccan meeting or do they just dress like a witch <laughs> in in their normal daily life
1: <laughs> they, they just talk about the wiccan meetings that they've been to but they don't actually go to any oh, okay. um, i don't know i i mean i wouldn't want to offend any wiccans i doubt any of them listen to us but
0: what if mom's a secret Wiccan?
1: <laughs> she, she keeps the secret well, if, I suppose.
0: What if one of your students is a secret Wiccan, and That's they made possible. it this far into the podcast
1: <laughs> because they were so interested? Um, I, you know, I only met them. I've had two classes with them, so it's entirely possible that many of them are are Wiccans, and I just don't know yet. So.
0: Okay. Maybe there's like some assignment that you can give to figure out <laughs> if any of your students are Wiccans. Yeah. Like maybe um you could just be like talk about uh talk about the earth and the energies you get from it. Mm-hmm. Um it'd be like a daily writing assignment kind of thing. I don't know if you had to do that uh in Mrs. Sanders class, uh freshman English at A and M Consolidated. Yes. Where basically every day you had to go in and write like a one-page thing. There's like a prompt, and then you got like five or ten minutes to write.
1: Yeah, and I make my students do that too. So yeah, it'd be pretty. It'd be pretty easy to just ask them, you know, Wiccan questions.
0: Yeah, your your prompts for like maybe a week could just be like, uh, you know, when was the last time you howled at a moon? <laughs> or I, sh- I should
1: go, you know, go ahead. I was gonna say I should uh, I should go in early to the classroom and uh, turn off all the lights and move all the desks aside and put like a masking tape um, pentagram on the on the carpet and just like a bunch of candles and, and you know the ones who come in and look like they're pretty comfortable uh, we can <laughs> we can assume those are the wiccans right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I would be curious to to know which students found that comfortable.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but if sort they. Sort
0: pentagram with candles. <laughs> yeah. In the middle of the classroom.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and I, I'll just, uh, I'll wear a cloak to really, uh, you know, style it and see what happens.
0: Yeah, maybe you could have, like, um, this is probably not really, uh, Wiccans anymore, but you could wear, like, a necklace with, like, chicken bones. <laughs> I think that's more of, like, uh, um, voodoo thing maybe. yeah i think so there's a lot of i think there's a lot of chicken related things in voodoo are there <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm gonna say I mean, yes i, don't, uh, I'm gonna I say that i'm correct okay um i think I they do a like lot of right. i think they do a lot of things with chicken bones and maybe chicken blood
1: yeah and um, chicken feet i think
0: I, uh okay this is gonna sound racist but i think they eat the feet is that well, racist?
1: <laughs> it's only racist if you are like determining
0: that all people who do voodoo are a certain race. I think, or you know, are chicken you eaters,
1: chicken eaters.
0: I mean, chicken feet eaters, not chicken eaters. I am not a racist. Yeah, I don't,
1: I don't know that uh, that that would be specific to a race, um, specific to voodoo people. You I think know,
0: there is like this um, crazy, uh, like deep south, like hick white guy thing. Um, where it's like all these old hick white people that just eat chicken feet,
1: like, uh, like fried or?
0: I watched this uh, this show on um, the Travel Channel. It was something like uh, something with Anthony Bourdain or something like that, mm-hmm. where basically he just goes and eats like crazy things from around the world. Sure. And you know, one of the things was chicken feet, and well... it looked like it was like a boiled foot. And, Does it have claws? Yeah. It's like what? uh like he described it as kind of um tendony. <laughs> like I can't imagine that there would be very much meat on a chicken no. foot, right?
1: And like aren't they kind of scaly?
0: Um I don't know. I haven't
1: <laughs> I've been seen around a lot chicken of chicken
0: foot up close. Okay. Um and I'd like to keep it that way.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I can't imagine there's much appetizing on a, or within a uh, chicken foot.
0: Yeah, probably not. I think we probably eat a lot of chicken feet uh, in fast food.
1: (laughs) Yeah, probably. Um,
0: Like, I think I read somewhere that McDonald's is, like, the biggest buyer of chicken feet and beaks in the world. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if that's just because they buy the most chickens in the world and chickens have beak and feet. Yeah, so I don't know exactly be... how they uh, compiled that statistic, um, but I did hear that from somebody. It may be, maybe not even on the internet, so it's probably true. Okay. Um. Okay. What the hell were we talking about?
1: <laughs>
0: um. We were talking uh... about Wiccans. Uh, you could probably <laughs> yeah. uh, one of the assignments could be talk about a time that you did not sink in a pool. Uh-huh. Um, and if they say this one time I didn't sink, you can assume they're a witch. Yes. But, you know, if they said, um, I fell in and then a witch had to save me uh, <laughs> because I sank, then you mm-hmm. can assume that they're not a witch. Uh, but maybe they owe their life to a witch. Um, so maybe you can sort of get in good with the spirit mother.
1: <laughs> sure.
0: You know, through them because they yeah. owe somebody a favor.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Okay, I think we were talking about something even before Wiccans, but I don't remember I think, what it was. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, we were. I don't know what it was anymore.
0: Okay, that's fine. Um, so, how long do you want to go uh, for an episode of one of these? I mean, we don't necessarily have to. Uh, we don't have to play the entire thing, sort of sequentially. I can probably like chop some of these up if I find a, a good sort of place between topics and then we can maybe divvy them up into like 30 minute things. So we could maybe record record something one week for an hour and then get two episodes out of it. Or maybe I just pull the best things out into one episode, but really I'm probably not going to edit this. So, (laughs) um, probably just going to have to choose a point to stop it. Uh, and then, you know, just publish it somehow.
1: Sure. What if, what if we talk for like an hour and we don't say anything remotely interesting or funny? Uh,
0: Mom will probably still like it. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know about your students. Uh, Rory would probably like it. She, she probably sh- would. She probably can't understand us anyway. So she just assumes that we're saying something really funny or interesting.
1: I like to think that about her. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like to think that about um, every animal. Yeah. Uh like I was walking down the street the other day and I saw a squirrel and so I said something. It didn't really make sense what I said. Uh-huh. Uh, but I knew the squirrel thought that I was saying something funny and interesting.
1: Mhm. Sure. Did it uh did it laugh at you?
0: Um No, not really. It just kind of <laughs> sat there sort of guarding its nut. Uh-huh.
1: Um
0: kind of looking a little bit skittish. <laughs> Like, like I don't want to say that maybe it was scared because I was talking to it.
1: Right. No. Um,
0: because obviously what I was saying was funny or interesting and sure. not scary. But it did look a little scared.
1: Well, that's kind of their natural state, so.
0: Yeah. Um, the stupidest thing about squirrels, while we're talking about squirrels, <laughs> is that you'll see a squirrel sort of run across the street in front of you when you're driving. And it mm-hmm. will get like 90% of the way to the other side of the street. And then it'll be like, oh, no, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> and then it'll turn around and run back. Yes. That's the stupidest thing. Yeah. Um. So stupid, in fact, that... uh, Well, okay, not really so stupid, in fact. Tangentially related. Um, I've gotten used to squirrels doing this, so I sort of drive slowly because I don't want to run one over. Right. Um, I saw a cat running across the street the other day, and I sort of thought, oh, it's a small animal running across the street, I should probably go slow, because it's going to be stupid, and turn around 90% of the way and run back. Mm-hmm. Nope. Uh, cats are smart. <laughs> this cat was like, yeah, I made it. There's no no need for me to run back across <laughs> the street, uh-huh. uh, because there's a car coming there. Yeah. Um. I would imagine that probably a dog would do the same thing. Except that yeah. a dog a dog might chase you.
1: Yeah, I mean some dogs some dogs don't know to be afraid of cars, I guess. But that's the cat thing though. That's probably a reason that um cats are better pets than squirrels, like things like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like you can count on a cat to not do something stupid. Yeah, uh, like, well, you know, when i was uh, but...
0: driving my golf cart around the house, I don't have to worry about the cat getting run over.
1: Sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know about, you know, how, how a baby might react. <laughs> you think a baby would get 90% of the way and then turn to look at the car coming and think, oh, I I have enough time to make it back?
1: I'm not sure that a baby would even make it 10% of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It probably depends on, you know, how old is the baby, how fast is the car going, uh why is the baby on the street by itself <laughs> with
0: no one to carry it across the street? Sure. Well, you know, maybe maybe the parents are trying to teach it how to how to walk or crawl like, faster. Wait, and so there's like, like a it's like the husband standing on one side of the street and the mom standing on the other side of the street and they're just sending yeah. it back and forth. Sure. Until it learns.
1: Well, it's kind of like, you know, you're throwing the baby in the pool and it'll swim. You just put the baby in the street and it'll, you know... It'll it'll learn to avoid
0: cars. Yeah. It's um, natural selection, except um, you don't really want the baby to die. You just want it to learn a lesson. Yeah. So maybe, you know, put a sign up that says baby crossing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Or pay the guy driving the car.
0: To not hit your baby. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I feel like there might be a problem with other cars, though. Well... Like, you could pay the one guy to not hit your baby.
1: Yeah.
0: But what about all the other people driving on the street?
1: Well, you know, you get a closed road to to start Oh, practicing.
0: and then you, like, film a commercial, and then at the bottom, you're like, these yeah. are professional drivers on a closed course. Yeah, like, this, this is...
1: isn't the 405, you know? Yeah.
0: Like, this is a professional baby uh and a professional driver yeah on a closed cul-de-sac
1: yes i think yeah i think so i'm learning some really valuable lessons about child rearing right now so (laughs) so Uh, stock these away
0: glad i could be uh you know of service Uh uh-huh um okay let's get down to uh to the real business of this podcast finally Okay. yes um that's that's not really true. What we've done so far has been the real business. This is sort of the, if you want to get in contact with us stuff, um, sort of the the best way to get in contact with us is to call us on our telephone number. Uh, just leave a message. The number is uh, area code 424-2SIBS99. Um, and that is the number 2 s-i-b-s 99 or uh, i'm just going to read the entire number again 424-274-2799 and i promise you uh, that if you call us and leave us a message uh, i will play it on the next episode of the podcast we will talk about it our mom will hear it it'll probably be our mom um if you know If you just want to say anything at all, like something interesting that happened to you, um, how much you love our podcast, how much you hate our podcast. um, How
1: much you hate babies.
0: Yeah. Or maybe, you know, other uh, child rearing techniques that you can think of. Mm. Um, If you've ever been in a Wiccan, uh, (laughs) we'd like to hear that. Or if you are um, a whipster. Somebody who dresses like uh, a Wicca, uh, but doesn't really go to the meetings, but says that you go to the, say says you go to the meetings. That doesn't really make sense. Um, but anyway, if you if you are something uh, Wiccan related, please call us. We want to know about it. Um, you can also email us. I set up an email account called Two Podcast at gmail.com. That's the Fair. number two Sibs. S I B S podcast at Gmail. Um, I've created all these things under the name of Two Sibs, even though we haven't really come up with a name for the podcast yet.
1: Oh, people could suggest names. Yeah,
0: that's another, uh, that's a really excellent idea. Um, if you have a, a name that you think we should call this podcast, please let us know. Um, the phone number and the email address and eventually the website uh, are not set in stone as uh, two sibs, or two siblings, um, we have the uh, the power to change these. So please let us know what your naming ideas are. Uh, and we will play it on the podcast. Uh, we'll talk about it. We probably won't use it because we think we're cleverer than you are. <laughs> um, yeah, and we'll go from there. So please contact us uh, at either of those places. Um, also, before we go, Melanie... Uh, Lauren wanted me to ask you what, um, modular fiction is and you replied to me. Uh, but I want to give her a reason to listen to this podcast.
1: Oh, okay. So hi, Lauren. Um, modular fiction is, um, sort of, um, well, it's a little difficult to explain, but say you have a piece of modular fiction, maybe it's a short story that's about 15 pages Within that story, you might have small sections of narrative or description or something like that, and it'll have um, it'll have multiple modules or sections that might not seem related to each other. They might be about different characters, different settings. they might be in different styles or something. and then um you would sort of just piece them all together. And it's actually a pretty deliberate construction that the, that the writer will do. But it usually seems sort of random. Um, and then hopefully by the end, all of those pieces accumulate into some kind of meaning or significance. And, uh, and it makes a complete piece. So that's pretty much, that's my, my take on modular fiction anyway.
0: Okay. Uh, so Lauren, there you go. Uh, that's modular fiction you can stop driving yourself crazy um okay anything else you want to say before we shut this off
1: um like anything i want to say (laughs) like like does it have to be relevant
0: no uh no i mean it could even just be like a made-up noise Hmm. i mean it doesn't have to be
1: yeah um no, I don't suppose I do have anything else that I that I have a burning desire to share, so
0: Okay. Uh well, that's going to do it for the first episode of the podcast that is yet to be named. Um we will see you later.